Examine your life. What areas do you struggle in? What areas do you seem to have the most difficulty in? Where do you seem to fail? Where do you seem to lack? Is it in the area of finance? Is it in the area of education? Is it in the area of family? Is it in the area of intelligence? You see, those areas may be exactly what you may have been born to excel in, to dominate. Those areas may be more linked to your destiny than you may have thought. You see, the areas of your life that are problematic to you are the same areas God may want to use through you by the supply of grace to promote his kingdom works on earth. Your struggles are an indication of your purpose. And so shortly after birth, death sought to conquer Jesus by the hand of King Herod, only for Jesus to later conquer death and offer us eternal life. Sarah, Abraham's wife, was barren. Why? Because she was to be the mother of many nations. Joseph became a slave. Why? Because he was later to become vizier, second in command to the king. Paul persecuted the church and brought them harm, only to later bring them healing and become one of the greatest apostles to ever live. You see, it is expedient to come to the understanding that God operates by principles. And so you may notice that when you pour water out of a cup, immediately air fills it because it is a principle that earth operates by. Nothing can truly be empty. It's called the principle of vacancy. This is the reason for conflicts. Anytime you give something you actually receive something, whether directly or not. This is why Proverbs 22 declares, the borrower is slave to the lender. The moment you borrow from someone, you instantly exchange your freedom of ownership. So if you borrow the tangible objects, what Proverbs 22 is saying is that whatever you would have been able to do if you owned that item, you no longer have the freedom to treat it how you like because it is not yours. When you borrow, what you do is you submit your ownership, not just of what you borrowed, but of other things you own as well. Because what a slave owns, a master owns as well. And so when it's time to pay back your debt, the lender has legal ground to have access to what you own. That is equivalent to what you borrowed to pay back your debt. And if you don't pay back your debt, this is when you will be introduced to conflict. Conflict is only but just a placeholder. Because the principle of vacancy states that nothing under the government of time can be empty. All spaces must host something. Other than that, it is considered waste and God is not a God of waste. So whenever you borrow, something leaves the lender and comes to you. That means there is space available and space was designed to be filled. So what happens is when it's time for the lender to receive back in order for that space to be filled, 
and the lender does not receive back from the borrower, the principle of vacancy will require that that space be filled. So the principle will send conflict to fill in that space until what is supposed to be their return. So conflict is just a placeholder. At any time you see conflict, it is simply because someone has not given back something. It means there is an unequal exchange somewhere. There is space that needs to be filled. And unless that space is filled, conflict will remain because the principle of vacancy requires all vacant spaces be filled. So divorce, which is an example of the expression of conflict, is simply the result of an equal return. Whoever you see that has ended up in a divorce simply meant someone in that family, someone in that marriage did not give back as was given to them. There was a space that needed to be filled but was not. And so conflict had to fill that space as a placeholder because the principle of vacancy must be fulfilled. So if you ever wanted to know why conflict exists and why problems occur, this is the reason. The principle of vacancy is not fulfilled. And so whenever you see peace, it is simply a sign that there are no empty spaces, no vacancies, no uneven exchanges. Now, the principle of vacancy is a sub-principle of a much larger law called the law of balance. This law is straightforward. It is responsible for maintaining order on the world. So in order for this law to operate, there was a principle established to fulfill this law and the principle is called the principle of opposites. This is simply a principle that states all things under God must have a counterpart, an opposite. And so if there is a left, there must be a right somewhere. If there's female, there must be a male somewhere. If there's an up, there is indeed a down. If there's light, there is darkness. If there's good, there's bad. So the moment something is created, its opposite or counterpart exists in it as well, only as potential, even if it has not been expressed yet. This is why Eve was pulled out of Adam. God created man, both male and female, and put them in one body and called them man to be represented by the pronoun him. But once God realized the need for physical companionship was not met, he pulled Eve out of Adam, separating the singular she from the plural he, then representing this separated combination with the pronoun them. So the pronoun them simply represents the transformation of man from the plural he and him to the singular he and him as a result of the physical expression of the male counterpart to become a singular expression of she and her. So the female, which is the counterpart of male, existed in him until separation for companionship. So every good has potential to be bad and every bad was originally made with good intent. It is commonly said that there is no fake without an original and this is true. There is indeed no bad without a good. Good did not come from bad but bad came from good because the maker of all things is good and he made all things to reflect his nature. 
And if his nature is good, then all things were made with the intent to be good. Now, when it comes to opposites, they can't coincide. Darkness cannot coincide with light. It's either one or the other. But the moment light goes off, there darkness is. And the moment darkness leaves, there light is. Or in other words, the moment light turns on, darkness must leave. The principle of vacancy is responsible for this action. So any deficiencies in your life is an indication that the potential for dominance in that area is being prevented from relaying expression. So if the devil attacks you in the area of finance, it means God intended wealth to be in your hands. Because that space must be filled and can only be legally filled by opposites. Either one or the other, but not both, because opposites do not coincide without reaction. So, if you're battling with the spirit of fear, it means there is a man or a woman of great faith inside of you. If you're struggling with sickness, it means you may be an instrument of healing. Whatever area of your life you may find yourself struggling in, it may be an area of domination for you. And so the devil sends the counterpart to fill that space. So the good counterpart that God originally ordained for you to express may never manifest. Whatever negative situations you're in, it doesn't mean God wants you there. Quite in fact, it means God wants the exact opposite for you. But the devil doesn't want you to have what God ordained for you. So he puts a fake counterpart, the opposite, in its place. So that that space will be filled. Therefore, keeping what God ordained for you away. Don't let your deficiencies quench your hope. But rather rejoice because failure is an opportunity for grace to bring success. Darkness can't leave unless light arrives. But for light to be on, someone must turn it on. Many people leave the light off and die in darkness. Many people die with sorrow and not with joy because they fail to turn the light on. They fail to allow God to turn their lives around by grace because of ignorance. And so it is declared in Hosea 4, 6, that my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Don't be comfortable with fear. It was given by the devil so you would not have to express the great faith God gave you. Don't be comfortable with lack. It was given by the devil so you won't experience abundance given by God. Don't be comfortable with sorrow. It was given by the devil so you won't experience joy given by God. Go to God and ask for grace, the grace to cover your deficiencies. You will then discover what you could have been if you accessed grace earlier. The problem with many is we try to do it by our own power and in the war to fill in the space of vacancy available. It is only the strongest that will win. So if the devil puts poverty in your life to fill that space of vacancy that God intended to put wealth in, our might and power as humans will not be strong enough to replace that poverty with wealth. We try to do it by our own power and our own might, but God, on the other hand, is far stronger than the devil. After all, the devil himself is only by the creation of he who is I am, he who is Lord. So let God express his original intent for our lives. Let him replace the negative counterpart with the positive. Let God turn your failures into success through grace.